We were in the middle of shooting when Annie Leibovitz came out to take her stills. Excellent. Very nice to meet you. Annie was, in a way, sort of our first audience. And so just having someone else's eye taking this in for the first time and love it was really cool. With Ryan, with the cast, and with the audience, we all get to discover who these characters are. Everything is being shifted in an opposite way to what the audience expected after Seven. The enthusiasm and how much ownership they've taken has really been exciting. Nice, very nice. I get to be part of this amazing story and be on a set with the most incredible crew. It's wonderful. It's so much different in many ways than the other episodes. And yet, I think it's very satisfying in delivering what the fans want to see. I cannot wait for people to get a glimpse of the stuff we're doing. Last week, I think officially The Last Jedi floodgates started to open. It's usually what happens when the Vanity Fair stuff hits. It's it's no going back after that. No, everything's going to be full force, super hype mode. I thought it was funny, too, that everyone was waiting for that on May the 4th, and then nothing, and then they just teased us. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and like, then all of a sudden, it's just out of nowhere. Three weeks later, we get yeah. hit with The Last Jedi bomb. Yeah, so this is episode 75 of Blast Points. Hello, Star Wars fans, move milkers everywhere. It's Jason. And Gabe. And yeah, we're going to be talking quite a bit about what happened last week and all that Last Jedi Vanity Fair madness that happened, all those photos. It was just one of those weeks where every day it was like, holy cow, what? There was Han Solo stuff. There's Yeah, there's just a lot of Star Wars going on. Let's start out. Let's talk about some of that Han Solo stuff. Han Solo. 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 So we should probably say straight ahead, if you're avoiding Han Solo spoilers, 
don't know, fast forward a little bit. Could yeah, be. it's nothing super spoilery, but if you're trying to go in not knowing anything, then yeah, you might want to jump ahead. So filming's going on right now in the UK at the Folly Power Station in Hampshire, England. That sounds and right. There's some wild stuff going on over there at the Folly Power Station. Yeah. <laughs> And of course, it's like at first there's some pictures of there's like some cool like 70s looking round building. And it's like, oh, OK, that's cool. They're probably going to use that building. But then all of a sudden, what was it? Uh, the Daily Echo, right? I think. I think so. Just blows the doors off with all these pictures of what they're filming, which are just all these crazy land speeder things. Space race cars. <clears throat> Pretty sure they're probably going to erase the wheels, but... The vehicles look crazy. Well, and I can't stop thinking about how cool this is going to look if they film real cars, quote, cars, you know, with wheels, real wheels, racing each other. And then if they paint out the tires, like how awesome that will look like the actual physics of the cars moving, but it will look like they're floating. Yeah, with this, the they'll have a little bit of bouncing suspension, but yeah, it'll be like repulsor lift suspension kind of thing. They're really cool looking too. They're like Star Wars Mad Max looking speeder things, a little bit like New Hope Luke speeder, a little bit like Ray's speeder, which was what based on Luke speeder turned on its side. Now Ray's speeder turned back on its side. <laughs> <laughs> Again, it's like where some of these things are coming from. But man, I think the thing that really was getting me pumped up too is like at first I was like, oh, maybe there's going to be a race, which would be cool. And, you know, more pod racing is always good for me. But there's so many stormtroopers and imperial things. I almost get more of like a fast and furious car heist vibe kind of thing out of it, breaking into an imperial place to steal something or do something in their vehicles. I think everybody's first thought was like like a drag race, like old George Lucas-style American graffiti drag race. But that would make sense because there are quite a bit of guys in Stormtrooper gear that are covered up by robes walking around on the set. Yeah, and I don't know if you noticed the one one of the speeder things, too, is like a – it's basically like Ray's speeder from Force Awakens but an Imperial version. Yeah, it has the like, little Empire symbol on the mm-hmm. side. And I'm almost wondering if those uh, the stormtroopers are going to look like biker scouts. Like it's the like we talked about before. It's the cannonball run in space, and the Empire has a car that's represented <laughs> in the cannonball run. <laughs> completely fine with that well i mean i guess it could be too that if if it's like the cannonball run and they're just instead of running into police they're going to run into stormtroopers with speed traps or something right yeah or if they're on a planet that's like empire controlled and they're yeah the empire is like can't drive 55 kid you know Yeah, who knows? I mean, maybe there is, maybe it's a multi-vehicle race and there's spaceship races and ground vehicle races. I don't know. But I got to think there's going to be a lot of, this has got to be the movie with a lot of speed in it, right? It's 
Yeah, hopefully it's titled Faster, More Intense. I hope so. The, the Han and the Furious. The most important thing in life will always be the people in this room. Right here. Right now. Salute me for me. <laughs> and speaking of Han Solo, there was, this, there was a little look at uh, what Alden Ehrenreich looks like on the set. His hair is huge. Wearing like a white vest that, like that white vest or jacket, whatever it is, it almost kind of remind me of like a NASCAR driver jacket. Well, what's funny is, <laughs> is they're almost doing the Force Awakens thing where they just took Han Solo's outfit, like the Tie Fighters, and and flipped it where he has a black undershirt and a white vest instead of the white undershirt and black vest. Or is it all one jacket? I guess I can't really tell. Either way, it's just stylistically, it's like black sleeves and a white vest kind of look. Yeah. I'm just hoping there's some alien car drivers. I want to see some puppets driving cars. I want to see, like, some Sebulbas driving around. Like, how awesome would it be? I know they won't do it, but if there was just one Doug in whatever kind of... If this is a car chase... Driving one of those car chases. Because, you know, they have pod racing on Malastar. It's very fast, very dangerous. Yeah, they need to have Dugs. They need to be more Dugs in new Star Wars movies, period. It's really cool. They're making all these new creatures, and we'll talk about some of them later. But even with Force Awakens, too, it is a little sad that they're not mixing in some of the legacy aliens and, yeah, throwing in a Sebulba here and there. Or uh, even the original trilogy aliens aren't really showing up much other than Akbar and Nine-Nub. A little Rodian goes a long way. It does. Just one Rodian. That's all <sighs> we ask. Yeah. And I know somebody called out Ryan Johnson on Twitter about this, and he said um, it's a big Star Wars universe. And it, it is, you know, it's true. It is, but... But there's humans in every movie. Yeah. <laughs> right? It's like, how big is it? If it's a big universe, then, you know, why are there so many humans? Give us some... Consistent aliens to mix in. It just makes the new aliens look cooler when you see when they're hanging out with the old aliens. If you watch like the Clone Wars, you get a sense that that the most there's more common alien species in the Star Wars universe, right? Yeah, like Rodians, humans, Dugs, whatever the Gorgmonger is, they're all over the place. Chuba. We don't serve their kind here. Back to the Han thing. I can't stop looking at Han Solo's hair. Alden Ehrenreich Han Solo's hair. Yeah, it's it's beautiful. It's so poofy. (laughs) It's so big. Yeah, it's like the New Hope hair, but even bigger. Even poofier. (laughs) Because <laughs> people it's, don't talk about how poofy Harrison Ford's hair is in A New Hope. Yeah. And if he's younger, you know, when you're younger, you usually poof up your hair a little bit more. So, <laughs> you know, this is before he kind of dialed it back a little bit. <laughs> Maybe Chewbacca. When he meets Chewbacca, Chewbacca's like, you got to you gotta dial that back. Trust <laughs> trust me. I know all about that poofy hair. And you got you to gotta tone that down. Or I'm not going to hang out with you. <laughs> yeah i i don't know I, I, yeah i'm getting more and more as even with all the last jedi stuff coming like i'm getting more and more pumped up for han i think just because I, I just i feel like it's going to be a really fun movie 
everything I see, everything I learn more about the Han movie, it kind of same way, it gets me more pumped up. But seeing all these space cars and think, really spending way too much time thinking about it is really setting me over the edge with the Han movie. Yeah. Yeah, and I think it's because, like we talked about way back with the Phantom Menace episode, how with time, like the pod race becomes more and more one of my favorite things because it's so different than the other action scenes in Star Wars. And the idea of another kind of more of a race type thing and less of a battle just it's getting me pumped up. It's the thing, too, though, that if, if it is a race, they've just got to be careful because they can't do what the pod race already did. And how do you even avoid that, though? Because the pod race is well, like the ultimate race in Star Wars. Yeah. But well, it's already different by, you know, it's land speeders as opposed to big giant racing pods. I mean, it's almost in a way more George Lucas than the pod race, right? Because it's like American Graffiti street racing as opposed to something on a big, elaborate, expansive track. Um, and if there's a shootout during, during the race and, you know, they're driving in and out of buildings, who knows? Cannonball Run. Ion Torpedo Run. <laughs> Seismic Charge oh, Run. Seismic Charge Run, yeah. Hopefully Dom DeLuise shows up. CG Dom DeLuise. <laughs> yeah, they're like, we're, we're not bringing Carrie Fisher back, but we didn't say anything about Dom DeLuise. It's <laughs> Captain Chaos. Guess yeah. what? He's back. That was buried in all the news over the last few years was that Disney bought the rights to Captain Chaos. <laughs> I am Captain Chaos. So as exciting as the Han Solo movie stuff was, the real treat last week was all that Last Jedi stuff. Good brother. Beautiful. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to The Last Jedi. We were riding the Han Solo wave of excitement, not even thinking about the Vanity Fair stuff. Nobody knew it was coming. Yeah, and then all of a sudden the the covers pop up. At like 6 a.m. I was amazed that you were up and you had, like, I woke up and they were already, like, you'd already posted them. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's like I wasn't even on bed yet. Yeah, I, w- <laughs> I woke up, looked over at my phone. I was like, oh, no, here we go. I'm not going back to sleep now. So it started out on, what was that, Tuesday? Like a week ago Tuesday where we got all the covers? Yes, it was Tuesday. So there was there was Luke and Ray on one cover. And then there was the Resistance team with uh, Rose now. Did you notice Poe is pretty much wearing almost exactly Han Solo's clothes? You know, no. Because I noticed he had a dark jacket and I was like, oh, okay, he's got a new jacket. And I was like, man, it would have been funny if he just got another jacket, just like the one he gave Finn. So they had matching jackets. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because you already know they have matching blasters. They yeah. have like the exact same blaster. Now that you say that, yeah, he he just has like tinier versions of Harrison Ford's clothes. Yeah, that's a little weird, but cool. 
And maybe Leia was just like, well, not using this stuff anymore. Yeah. Maybe that's why there's the scene where she slaps him. <laughs> Look at these clothes I found. Yeah. yeah. And then she just whoosh, slaps him. Yeah. Just hair all over him. <laughs> yeah. The you- dark, there was the, the dark side Ooh. cover. So you got Phasma with her little spear, her super toothpick. (laughs) It reminds me of like something you would find out of place, like at Lowe's. (laughs) Just like a big piece of metal in the corner. Yeah, like some weird piece of metal. Like what? What the heck is this? Just go for like a shower or something? But man, I was tripping out thinking. How does that thing work? Does that like have like electro blades coming out of it or something? Because you know, there's gonna be something buck wild with that big stick of hers. I hope she fights a whale. Oh, <laughs> she just stabs it like the top of a whale and then rides the whale around. That's probably just in my version of the movie. <laughs> maybe she uses it to eat. Maybe she, maybe she's really into shish kebab. Yeah, on her planet, like they don't have spoons and forks. Just everyone has their big feeding spear, mm-hmm. and they put. All the vegetables and the fruit and stuff on that, and you grill it up. So it's not scary. It's just just for for snacking. Works for me, Captain Snackma. <laughs> so then you got Kylo with his sweet cape. Oh man. Just looking pissed off. He's got scars. He's got his 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 crazy moving scar that doesn't bother me. His, the other side of his face looks jacked up. He looks pissed off. And man, but his new outfit—it's looking good. I just kept going crazy thinking about how awesome an action figure of new Kylo is going to look. Because it's—I mean—it's close to old Kylo, but it's like a slicker version. Yeah, and I do. I'm digging how the cape looks. And it really doesn't look like a Vader cape. I mean, it looks like its own thing. His, it's even got like a shoulder. I think it's got shoulder pads. His outfit, though, kind of looks like Vader's under outfit, but without all the doodads on it, you know? Yeah, a little bit. But I, if anything, it's still almost more, uh, I want to say, Revenge of the Sith Anakin. I mean, he still has the Anakin boots. And if it was, you know, a Jedi robe instead of like a ninja shirt or whatever i don't know he looks cool though i was thinking too the fact that he's not wearing his helmet the criticism of the helmet in the first one was like well it doesn't serve any purpose it's not like darth vader and he needs it to live because he can't breathe air on its own it's just it was purely like a fashion accessory to freak people out yeah but it's like now having killed his father he doesn't need the mask anymore. His his face is Kylo Ren. If the if the smashed mask in the in the teaser trailer, if that's even him being like, I'm done with masks. I don't need to hide my face anymore. Yeah, I could see that. Ben Solo is gone, like officially. I've been thinking a lot with for, now with the more Last Jedi stuff about the sequel trilogy in general. Just how I'm starting to I think come to terms with. It's style as opposed to the either the prequels or the original trilogy. Ordinarily, maybe I would be disappointed that there's not more like people with crazy masks. 
mm-hmm. <laughs> like after the watching the Valerian, the new Valerian trailer, just how over the top prequel style outrageous that movie looks. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's part of me that's sad that Star Wars is not that style anymore. But I'm really starting to get into the new. It's like Star Wars, like it's like classy sci-fi now or something like we got our our goofy movies. <laughs> and now <laughs> we're kind of getting this like classy looking Star Wars trilogy, which is starting to kind of come together with having its own feel for me. And we'll see how much the movie follows through with that. But I think now going into the second one, like you can start to see the the look of the trilogy. It doesn't really look like I'm looking at this picture here with Phasma and Kylo and Hux like it doesn't really look like the original trilogy either. It's it's got some of the almost like high fashion style of the prequels, but just less outrageous. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because it's like there's cool textures in the fabric and everything. You know, Hux's outfit is like all satin and shiny. Like there's a it is like it fits the Vanity Fair thing. Like there is this kind of like fashion show look to things, but it's still Star Wars. But it, it feels like a new a new thing to me. And I think that's it's growing on me and I'm starting to appreciate that, you know, I'm getting new Star Wars that really is its own thing and different than what we had had in the previous, you know, six movies. And it's pretty cool. Speaking of Hux, he's been working on his hair <laughs> in the days after The Force Awakens ended. Like, a Starkiller base blows up, and Hux immediately is like, well, I got to do something with my hair. Because yeah. it's severe. Yeah. Well, or he's just like, I keep telling Kylo, you got to do something with your hair. It's driving me crazy. It's everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just keeping my stuff tight. And were his sideburns like that in Force Awakens? Because I, I don't even think he had sideburns in Force Awakens. <laughs> they're a little bit bigger, yeah. They're okay. a little bit. They're a little bit uh, bigger. But he did have them before. But yeah, his hair is. Uh, he dialed that back. <laughs> Maybe as Hux becomes more evil, his sideburns get bigger. Makes sense. Yeah, Hux looks cool. I'm sure all the the hundred people dressed as Hux at Celebration are going to be happy. <laughs> That there's a new Hux look to do. Hopefully, yeah, he does some stuff in the movie uh, this time. Hopefully, he gets his jetpack. Gets another speech while riding his jetpack. Yeah. But the cool thing with, I know people were wondering what's the deal with Phasma, but they seem to explain it in on the Vanity Fair site that that was Phasma in character with her helmet off, which makes me think that's what Phasma looks like with her helmet off, right? I don't know that they have confirmed that she ever takes it off in the movie, but we now know what she looks like with it off. It would, I don't know, it would almost seem weird for her suddenly to be like, let me get real here and take her helmet off. Yeah, because it's like, who would she talk to that she would take her helmet off? The, the only person I could imagine would be Snoke. Maybe she turns good. Good Phasma. She can team up with good Dooku in my dreams. <laughs> So then you got the last cover, which is just Leia all by herself, looking very 
Chancellor-like. I was thinking she looks like Count Draculaia. So hopefully somebody calls her that. <laughs> that's, again, that's why she slaps Poe. Yeah. He's like, who are you, Count Draculaia? <laughs> Every photo that of Carrie Fisher is there the tinge of, oh, man, you know? And then I was like, what's it going to be like when we see the movie? Like, when we first see Carrie Fisher in The Last Jedi, it's going to be there. I mean... I was thinking the same thing, because reading the article, like, the article was great, and but there was so much stuff about Carrie Fisher in there. And it is. It's like, I don't know. Yeah, the movie's... It's going to be rough <laughs> watching yeah. the movie... Because she looks so cool, and it was super bummer to hear Kathleen Kennedy talking about how the plan for Nine was to have a lot of Leia in it. Yeah, I don't know. It's going to be rough. It seems kind of like, as far as we know, The Last Jedi is the only of this the new sequel movies that kind of creatively seem to have gone along kind of smoothly. Because of Force Awakens, there was Lucas dropping out, and... Right, the Michael Arndt script, J.J. Abrams, Lawrence Kasdan taking it over. They had their big rewrites after Harrison Ford got crushed. I wonder if we'll ever know what the original plan was for Nine. Well, hopefully someday. It's kind of like in 20 years when we get the <laughs> the real making of Force Awakens book and there'll be a real making of Episode Nine. So then the next day comes along. It was like Tuesday was the covers, which is really enough to push you over the edge. And then, yeah, first thing, almost not as early, right? Wednesday morning, the the full article dropped. We got a lot more photos, including our first look at the mysterious character DJ. Or Mango. Mungo (laughs) Baobab. Mango Billy Bob. <laughs> Every time I try to think of his name, I just think Mango Billy Bob. Mango Bayou Billy. Yeah. Also known as DJ, which <laughs> supposedly when we see the movie, we're going to be like, oh, yeah, that's why they call him DJ. Because he's Dexter Jetster. Wow. What do you know? It makes sense uh, if you think about it. It does. He's got two more arms under that cloak. <laughs> Yeah, so Ryan Johnson's talking about, you'll see there's a reason why we call him DJ. Good luck thinking about that one. Yeah, maybe he's got uh, two turntables on his ship. <laughs> he's into scratching. He's into, yeah. And what would you say at a party? Jamming on the one. Jamming, jamming on the one. Jamming on the one. Doing remixes. <laughs> As a character of unclear allegiances. And did you notice, too, like, if you zoom in really close on his face, he's got scars all over his face? Did you notice that? Yeah, he does. It's hard to know if are those makeup or is that just he just always has scars on his face in real life? Well, of course, that read, led to the conclusion of people saying that it's, it's Ezra Bridger, of course. No, 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 no. No, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> if his nickname was E.B., <laughs> Maybe. We learned a little bit more about Canto Bite, the 
exotic casino city, which is a place among other places where Finn and Rose Tico travel to. It's pretty much the place where dreams come true, I think. (laughs) (laughs) Based on the photos. I was really happy to see that it was kind of like people who loved the opera scene in Revenge of the Sith and just couldn't get enough. We now have that even more outrageous because it's even more classy and fancy because everybody has a cane. Half the people have monocles, wild hair, that little midget vegetable man with he even has a cane, the little tiny puppet thing. Did you notice it looks like he's wearing Lederhosen? Yes. <laughs> and he doesn't have hands. He has, like, leaf leaves or something. But he's holding a little cane, I think. Yeah, I think you're right. It's. I hope he has a dance number. <laughs> right? Like, he just comes out and starts tap dancing and yodeling or something. And everyone's just clapping along. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's the musical number. <laughs> yeah. Spotlight comes down on him. I don't know. It, it looks incredible. There's the woman in white who's not impressed with anything that's going on. I just, yeah, every time I look at that picture, I just, I just lock up, freeze up. The giant furry, the fur coat. Wearing googly eye man, or is that even a fur coat? I think it's his body. Yeah, I think it's his body. It's just big furry googly body. The like the beautiful job of the hut lady in the back. <laughs> just like the beautiful slug with the necklaces. Uh, there's um, the not bothan devil horse yeah. man. Man, devil horse man. I hope Rob Zombie writes a song. Because <laughs> yeah, he's giant. He's got a cane. He's so just not interested in what anyone else has to say. I think it was on Wednesday. I think Pablo was drunk by 10.30 a.m. Because he was immediately, (laughs) within seconds of that photo coming on, he was completely covered in questions on Twitter, if that was a Bothan, to the point where he had to change his name on Twitter to, it's not a Bothan. It's a tough life. (laughs) One thing I'm thinking of looking at these pictures again is I almost wonder if Leia and Laura Dern's character are going to end up at Canto Bite, and that's why they're both kind of fancied up. I wouldn't be surprised, because it would kind of make sense if they're there, and that's why also Rose and Finn are there, undercover. Right, like it's almost like the, the, the big shots are there schmoozing and whining and dining while... Finn and Rose are having wacky hijinks behind the scenes trying to find something out. With riding a space horse. <laughs> riding the space horse. It seems very un-Star Wars to have an admiral of a ship wearing an evening gown. Yeah, which uh, Laura Dern, we learned, is Admiral Amalyn Holdo. Vice Admiral, even. Ooh. Purple hair. Really awesome. But we do, I'm trying to think, when we see Leia in the trailer on the... In the bridge of the ship. No, she's not wearing this. She's wearing that more like the gray kind of Senator Palpatine looking thing. (laughs) 
I really hope that little lima bean alien in a liter hosen is just seen, just like maybe walking down the street. I've spent way too much time thinking about, like, <laughs> if we can just see him walk, that's really all I need out of Last Jedi. It's like, we didn't see GA 97 walk. Okay. <laughs> I've moved on. But this little guy, just like walk around a corner. He just kind of walks around the corner a little bit. <laughs> he winks at somebody. That's really all I want. <laughs> Whistles a little tune. <laughs> oh, man. You know what I just realized? So the the fur, the googly eye furry man mm-hmm. is huge. If you look at the the picture with the devil horse man, if you look between hoof ear man in front of him and then mm-hmm. the lady with the crazy donut hair, that's his arm and his hand in between them. And he has like a black like leather jacket and you can see his white hair and fingers peeking out of it. Oh yeah, he's absolutely massive. Yeah, he's huge. I didn't realize yeah, he's like a giant He's so big and round. <laughs> I got to stop looking. <laughs> so we also found out in the article that Rose has a sister, a resistance gunner named Paige. Paige Tico. Yeah. And it sounds like she gets a scene with Finn too. So yeah. So what's so? What are some of the other pictures? There's Ray with the saber, practicing on the island, which is a really cool action shot. Yes. Man, I don't know. I'm just that that whole section of the film is just going to look so cool. I think. There's Ray and Luke, basically the spread expanded version of the cover with them standing by the little huts, and then there's the the sweet pick of. Ray with Chewie on the Falcon. <laughs> Just being buddies. Just being buddies. Chewie looks super, he's like way fluffier than before, it looks like to me. Yeah. Like, like he hasn't gotten a haircut in a while. <laughs> he looks like, when he's sitting in the, the Falcon cockpit, it looks like he's singing a song. He's singing to and Ray's like, I don't want to hear that song anymore. <laughs> he's like... Like, I saved the galaxy. <laughs> this is my theme song. Yeah, and Ray's yeah. like, seriously, all he does is sing this song. Yeah. Over and over and over again. I don't he looks good. I'm I love Peter Mayhew, but I'm I don't know why I'm just so excited that they have like new Chewy. I'm like all about new Chewy. Even in this picture, he just looks like he just seems so. He's happy. Like there's, he's happy. He's got more energy. He's in his prime. He's like in his. That's the the Wookie prime, right? He's hitting, He's close to his three hundreds. <laughs> there's a sweet shot of uh, Adam Driver, Kylo Ren, doing a. He-Man pose. I have the power. Well, and there was an article that came out, too. I think it was on Thursday about how serious Adam Driver was on the set. Did you read that? And John Boyega just tries to sneak up on him and give him hugs. <laughs> and Mark Hamill asked him out to lunch because he's like, hey, you know, I'm, I'm your uncle. Adam Driver didn't want to go out for lunch with him. 
Oh, that's kind of sad. <laughs> it's like I understand wanting to do a good job, but you can't not go have lunch with Mark Hamill. Yeah, he's going to be talking to you about Three Stooges the whole time. Yeah. He probably knows all the good restaurants, too. <laughs> He'd probably get a discount. He'd tell you about Woody Woodpecker cartoons for 45 minutes or something. <laughs> you know it's going to be a good time. Yeah. And it, um, there was a great photo of Mark Hamill and Carrie Fisher. Yeah. You get to see that uh, Luke's got big, long Anakin gloves. Yeah, that because at first I was like, when they showed the, uh, you could see it in the cover, I was like, oh, man. So that is Luke's glove touching the wills or whatever in the trailer. Yeah. But part of me was like, man, why do they got to put the glove on? I want I want nothing but robot hand. <laughs> But then I saw this picture, and I'm like, okay, it's big Anakin-style glove. I'm okay with that. I'd still rather it just be nothing but robot hand. Now, this picture, too, it, it makes me wonder if if they're actually going to be reunited on screen, Luke and Leia. I, I don't know. I, I don't know either. I mean, after Force Awakens, like, you know, it's like the thing Mark Hamill was kind of complaining about, which... It's kind of justifiable, I think, that it is really sad that those three never got this another scene together. But yeah, man, I don't know. That picture is half getting me super pumped and half it's super sad. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I do hope they get at least one scene together. I mean, just like we were saying earlier, it just makes me wonder if that was something that was going to be built up as a big emotional payoff for nine of at least Luke and Leia reunited. Unless that's the big ending of this one is, you know, that maybe this is the last shot of the movie. Them hugging. Everybody hugging. Everybody, including <laughs> not Bothan Horseman and Little Lima oh. Bean Alien. Yeah. All the main characters are all hugging and then Giant Horseman walks into the frame and starts <laughs> hugging and then Little Lima Bean Man Me tap, too. Dances, <laughs> tap dances in. There's not a dry eye in the theater (laughs) I knew he'd come back They had to retool episode 9 Just to work in Mr. Lima Bean Yeah, that was the only thing That could get people's minds off of Carrie Fisher (laughs) It's It's gotta be Lima Bean, man He's already got the lederhosen, so Uh, there's a great shot of Carrie Fisher with Billy Lord. I think they said Billy Lord's character is supposed to have more, at least a talking scene potentially, right? Yeah, hopefully she gets to talk in this one. Because she looks cool. I think she's great, yeah. She looks like a cool character, and I hope PZ's still with her. I hope so, too. I hope Marvel Comics is listening and they decide to do a her and PZ comic. Yeah, like the uh, Cassian and K2 one-shot. Mm-hmm. Just PZ and her... Getting snacks, picking up coffee. <laughs> We're doing your work for you, Marvel. Yeah, just call us up. We got it all. It's all here. It's all written down. So then in the article, there was all kinds of stuff, too. There was Luke on the Achu planet. There's an indigenous race of caretaker creatures, which Ryan Johnson was stressing are not Ewoks. And hopefully he's saying they're not Ewoks, so we're not 
confusing them when Wicket shows up because I'm still <laughs> got my fingers crossed for gray-haired Wicket to show up. <laughs> yep, yep. There's going to be some creatures, though, some little cute animal creatures on Luke's planet, and hopefully Luke talks to them at some time or another. Yeah, I really hope that's really what we find out is the key, the the main focus of the movie. <laughs> the creatures. Is Luke talking to the creatures, yeah, singing songs with them. <laughs> well, you know, could be Hoojibs. It could be, yeah. Maybe the whole movie actually is Planet of the Hoojibs, and, you know, there's a monster. Slitherleth? Yeah, what was it called? Friendship is what makes a home really a home. And you're welcome to share a home with us. Lay a beam. Cliff, I think I love you. There was a little bit of talk of Snoke, where the interviewer asked Ryan Johnson about Snoke, and uh, he said that Snoke is not a character he particularly gets into in The Last Jedi. So Snoke could remain quite a mystery for a while. Driving people nuts (laughs) for four more years. It makes sense. It's like the Emperor was not that big of a deal. In the original trilogy till the last movie, but, you know, everyone's fascinated by Snoke. And if he does show up in a gold bathrobe, how can you not be fascinated <laughs> by Snoke? So, <laughs> the gold, gold pompadour wig. Oh, man. There was a little bit of talk of uh, lightsabers, and they asked about Luke's lightsaber. Because we haven't seen Luke's lightsaber at all in any of the photos or anything. And Pablo, who was probably drunk when he was being interviewed, said that uh, they take the lesson Obi-Wan said in Attack of the Clones to heart, that this weapon is your life. And he said, we're not ones to lose track of lightsabers. And I think they're basically saying that the blue saber is now officially Ray's as well, right? Yes. Which makes sense. I mean, you know, you can't put out like a lightsaber toy. And it's the blue saber and have the box say, well, technically it was Anakin's and then it was Luke's <laughs> and now it's Ray's. Right. You know? Like, right. Just, yeah, it's Ray's saber. Well, and then they're making the point that the saber kind of chose Ray. So yes. it, even if, you know, Luke took it back, it wants to be with Ray. Yes. Um, there was a little bit of talk with Kathy Kennedy where they're talking to her about the third Star Wars standalone movie. She said they haven't identified it yet, but there's a couple of things they're still circling and they hope to have a decision by June, which is like what tomorrow or something. Uh, I don't know if I can, I can't imagine. Is this going to be the first time we have to think about three Star Wars movies at the same time? When we were waiting for Force Awakens, we knew just a little bit about Rogue One, but we didn't know if Han Solo was for real, did we? No, there was rumors. I remember when Force Awakens first got announced, there was like, oh, the Boba Fett movie and a Han Solo movie and, you know, a 2-1-B movie and, you know, a movie about Odie Mandrell. So I'm just trying to think there's going to be, you know, we're getting Last Jedi Madness coming out. Yes. You know, soon to be... 
weekly and then daily and then hourly and then the movie will come out. <laughs> we're going to be seeing Han Solo stuff left and right. Yes. Um, and then, yeah, we're going to basically hear about this other, other movie. I guess maybe we didn't know that there was – we knew of a Han Solo movie, but there hadn't been any any details. It's scary to think that by the time we're ramping up to Han, nine will be starting filming. And yeah, then at that time, also, rumors will be flying about, because they'll probably have announced the third standalone movie, and then rumors will be flying about that. Just, I don't know. <laughs> so much. <laughs> so much. Uh, I just need to rest. <laughs> Star Wars collection comes the Stormtrooper, the Sand People, and all 20 action figures, including new Hammerhead, Snaggletooth, and more, each sold separately. And now, Boba Fett, Star Wars villain, with his laser rifle. Boba Fett is not yet available in stores, but you can get him free with four proofs of purchase from any Star Wars action figures. Details on specially marked packs at participating stores. Offer ends May 31st. Star Wars action figures sold separately from Kenner. So, Gabe, we haven't had one of these for a really long time, but we've got a question from kids. Ooh, okay. So, this one is from Cassie, and she's six years old. She's in Fort Wayne, Indiana, and she asks a very, very important question. One that I've wondered for almost 20 years now. What is the purple orb thingy at the end of The Phantom Menace? Peace. What is Ooh. that? What, th- what, what, what is it? Man, I swear I read about this thing before. I thought it's supposed to be like some sort of, uh, it's like a peace thing. Like, I don't, I really don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I swear, I, I swear I, I read about this at some point though. This made me think way too much about Gungan technology and how a lot of it is based on bubbles and spherical yeah. shaped things though. Yeah. Like I, I thought it was like some it's a, a Gungan piece thing. I don't know. <laughs> what do you think it is? I've always taken it as like a ceremonial peace ball thing. But let's find out for sure. Let's go to the always reliable Wikipedia. They call it the globe of peace. It's an object of significance to the Naboo. The human inhabitants of the planet Naboo. Oh wow! So, so Padme gave it to Boss Nass. Yes. <laughs> I don't know why I was thinking that Boss Nass gave it to Padme, but I guess he's the one holding it at the end. So, what he's, do I know? What do I know? <laughs> he's the one declaring peace. The humans. It's an object of significance. And it's blown glass encasing a sphere of plasma, which makes me think of the, what was it, in the Attack of the Clones comic of the glass blower that Padme spoke of? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You're right. 
He probably made it, the little old man. Yeah, he made the globe of peace. He probably made the globe of peace. So they shouldn't have cut that scene out of the movie. It would have explained everything. Yeah. And it makes sense the Gungans are so excited to have it because they like glowing ball-shaped things. (laughs) Gets Um, them going. Yeah. But I got to think, by the time that part happens in Phantom Menace, I'm so, like, exhausted. (laughs) From just all the action and outrageousness that I I can't tell you who handed who what the orb. <laughs> <laughs> no, I uh, I'm like wiped out by that part. Yeah, I've only watched Phantom Menace seventeen thousand times, and yeah, for some reason I just thought Boss Nass always had it on him. But Cassie, I hope we helped answer your question. Yeah, keep asking the good questions. Yeah. <laughs> Truly wonderful, the mind of a child is. So another thing that happened was we were contacted by a friend of ours on Facebook, Mr. Bat Simpson. And he came across a friend of his, Jared who's at Clinton Clinton Street Records in Portland, Oregon, and they discovered this amazing 45 from who knows when, like the 70s or something? Yeah, I don't even know. I mean... Unknown artist, and the song is called R2-D2 and C-3PO. And it's amazing. Yeah, it's it's the good stuff. (laughs) It's, It's a rare gem out there. So let's sample a little bit of that right now. It's like it, it, it kind of sounds like a song that we would be singing, <laughs> and, and someone added music to it. Uh, it's like yeah, because it's like the Star Wars theme melody, right? With kids singing lyrics about R two D two and C three PO and flying in space, or they're from yeah. space. Yeah, it reminds me of like um. You know, a Sesame Street record, like, Grover Sings the Blues or something, you know? <laughs> Wait, do they have a Grover Sings the Blues record? Yes. 
Really? Yeah, look it up. Thank you, Matt, and thank you, Jared, um, at Clinton Street Records in Portland, Oregon. Go visit it. Yeah, maybe they'll play it in the, <laughs> in the store or something. But yeah, thank you made our you made our day and our week. Probably you know two minutes every couple days when we listen to it, you made it. So <laughs> it's hard to be in a bad mood when uh, when that's playing. Yeah, hopefully that's the end credits in the Last Jedi. You know. I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> oh, nice to see a familiar face. How rude. So we've got a couple new iTunes reviews here. All right. Our first one is from Amy Wishman. And Amy writes, fun and positive. I really enjoy this podcast's positive view on Star Wars. They come from a place of love for the entire saga, and listening is always fun. I like that. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Amy. We do. Yeah, we we kind of like Star Wars a little bit. (laughs) We we love it just a little. Yeah, just a little bit. It's a little bit of a problem. Um, This one is from the UK, and it's written by Nath Boy. With an exclamation point on the end. And Nath Boy writes, What a show. Blast Points is hands down the funniest and most insightful look into the Star Wars universe you could possibly imagine. Such great content across and always asking the important questions like E.T. being a Jedi. Glad to see that episode still has its fans out there. Yeah. Thank you. I have never laughed so hard at a podcast in my life. Keep up the good work, guys. Nathan. All right. Yeah. Thank you, Nathan. Thanks for giving a shout out to the ET episode. Yeah. Don't forget, it's still there. (laughs) You you can listen to it on iTunes. Yeah. You can go back. (laughs) Thank you. 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 Hi, JJ Abrams here. On behalf of the entire cast and crew of Star Wars Episode 7, thank you. So after you listen to this episode, or after you, after you listen to the E.T. being a Jedi episode, if you go on iTunes and you leave us a five-star review, and you write something awesome, we'll read it on an upcoming show, and it helps the show immensely on those mysterious iTunes podcast chart things, which yeah, some kind of Night Sisters magic making all that work. <laughs> yeah. It's some Mother Towson's spirit got absorbed by iTunes and, <laughs> and it's wrecking havoc. And these last points, too accurate for sand people. Only Imperial stormtroopers are so precise.
And if you like what you hear, uh, check us out on BlastPointsPodcast.com or check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and anywhere you can find podcasts. You will find BlastPoints. And order yourself a BlastPoints t-shirt off BlastPointsPodcast.com. We still have many sizes, many styles, colors. You can look cool for the summer. Mm-hmm. Wear it to the beach. Mm-hmm. Wear it to the ice cream shop. All the things people do in the summer that yep. we don't do. <laughs> I don't speak for yourself. I spend a lot of time at the ice cream shop. No. <laughs> if you go to an ice cream shop wearing a Blast Points t-shirt, please send it to us and we'll... We'll post it on our Facebook page. Yeah. A picture of you in the shirt, not the ice cream. Because <laughs> <laughs> it'll probably melt. So that about wraps up episode number 75 here. Yeah. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week with something exciting. Probably. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> All right. Yeah. Thanks for listening, folks. Yep. Bye-bye. May the force be with you. Goodbye, old friend. May the force be with you. Kind of nut. Who do you think you are? Dun, dun, dun. I am Captain Chaos. Made a